welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 13, Count Creepyhead, the 13th, our loving tribute to Friday the 13th and Jason Voorhees' merchandise. And these also, are the days of our lives. That's right. Also, it's just a general episode, but it's got a theme! Yay! Huzzah for themes! And today I'll be playing the part of Mrs. Voorhees with some sort of crazy voice that I don't know why it's Mrs. Voorhees, but it is. And Liza Minnelli will be playing (laughs) Mrs. Voorhees. (laughs) She was a friend of the Christie's. She was. (laughs) How's it going, guys? We are recording on a Sunday because we have Labor Day coming up and we are all hardworking Americans who probably have to work tomorrow. So, Yay, I do. <laughs> I have labor to do. I am. I've got a half day of paperwork because my job sucks. But uh, remember that there are hardworking men and women out there that want to go outside and barbecue. And um, something, something heartfelt about Labor Day. I'm shrugging my shoulders. I don't know. I've never kind of had that blue collar lifestyle where I enjoyed it. So. I'm sure Just you guys remember, kids, Labor Day is the day where you get a bunch of free labor from underpaid workers because labor and the government and Jesus. <laughs> yes. Paula Dean says so. <sighs> Paula Dean. Good God. Butter, y'all. <laughs> um... Hopefully we didn't invent some sort of horrible new, uh, what is it, like Rule 42 or uh, <laughs> Rule 34? Hopefully we didn't invent some sort of Rule 34 Paula Dean horror show on these dark <laughs> corners of the internet. But um, I'll if look into can, that later and we'll find out. If you can think it, it exists. Sorry, everybody. If you so, can butter it, she will come. Oh, oh God. Oh. <laughs> I, oh, 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 <laughs> I'm going to make this more gross. I'm going to put a word out there. Cottage cheese. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh come on. Oh, <laughs> oh I, I'm picturing it like this horrifically sexual Paula Deen candy man type thing. <laughs> Where if you bust out the butter, she will appear. You guys know. Uh, you've got to look in your cast iron skillet and say <laughs> butter five times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Paula oh. Dean will appear with a butter hook for a hand oh. with a cheery, hey y'all. And then oh. she'll, yeah, she'll butter your face and kill you. Oh, will she butter your face? <laughs> I could picture her taking like a boiling hot corn on the cob and just rubbing it back and forth over your eyes until you're blind. <laughs> Oh, God. But then, you know, to to throw everyone for a loop out of the blue, she'll like if you've if you've seen that like Oprah weird gif meme of bees. Yes. And it's just Oprah and bees. 
but it, for for no reason whatsoever, Paula Dean will just like lean down and open her cleavage, and bees will swarm out because she's you know Candyman. Will they be exactly. overweight bees that would just kind of fall on the ground and pant heavily? <laughs> <laughs> they would be they would be bees in the likeness of Guy Fieri. <laughs> They'd have hey. flames painted on the sides of them. You so leave Flavortown alone, damn it. They'd come buzzing out of Paula Deen's cleavage, just, Welcome to Flavortown! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. This is getting more horrific by the moment. Uh, I think I think Paula Deen is our ultimate slasher. <laughs> I feel like we've created some kind of creepypasta here. Like... <laughs> Like, we've just summoned this into existence. <laughs> the Dean. You know, if we go, yeah, if there's a horror movie that gets released in January, it gets dumped in the theaters, or um, if theaters even exist. But that, you know, like, the studios don't know what to do with it. They dump it at the worst time of the year, like, the Bye Bye Man. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> Dean. That freaking movie. Um, all right, guys, you ready uh, for show and tell? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Josh, what'd you get? Uh, you know, I, I didn't get a whole bunch this week. So my, my show and tell is going to be fairly light. Uh, actually racking my brain. Did I get anything? Did you buy any cat toys? I didn't. I think, I think I bought all Pikmin supplies this, this past week, which uh, a little bit to do with like stuff moving slow shipping wise and just like not showing up in my neck of the woods right now. Yeah. Uh, and, and also a mix of the stuff that is showing up in abundance. Now I was able to grab when it first dropped like a month, month and a half ago. Yep. I ordered, uh, I had a bunch of stuff that was supposed to come and it's all been delayed by over a week or more. And I'm kind of at the point now where I just don't care. Yeah, it'll get here when it gets here. Yeah. Although I have been, uh, I am going to be, anyone anyone listening to this that might be in Austin, Texas, near my target, if you beat me to this, I will find you, and I will devour your soul with the power of Paula Deen. Uh, because apparently my, my closest target does have... Uh, both Revelations Faker and Revelations Wave 2 in stock, but not out on the shelves yet. Uh, I can see it in my stock checkers, but it's not showing up on the Target app yet, which means it's very likely going to be going out overnight or will suddenly show up as available on the Target app overnight. So you're going to be up at uh, 3 in the morning refreshing and refreshing until they become available, and then you're going to grab them? At the very least, I'm going to grab Faker because I know he has a unique skew for Target, and I can yeah. actually buy him for in-store pickup. Uh, but I will do that, and then I will go super early and hope I can snag me a spike or. Have you... We'll get to it. It's in the notes. Um, Mike, you get anything? I, I didn't get much this week. I actually only got one thing. I found the Toonie Terrors Quint and Bruce two-pack. Yes. Um, I haven't opened it yet because I honestly really like the window box display. Yeah. Like the way it's packaged. So I just kind of have it on my shelf right now in package. 
But man, that I love the aesthetic of the Toonie Terrors. They just they look so darn cool. And this is a great two pack. And really for 20 bucks, like considering uh, the Shining Twins was also 20 and um, Chucky and Tiffany were also 20. I was like, that's really a good deal because Bruce and Quint are much bigger than the other two packs. It's something that I just assume would be $30. Same. Like, I just looked at it, big box, and, like, it's 30 bucks. Yep. And, like, I did not expect it to be 20 And you're right in that it's got, like, the surround backdrop of the ocean. So mm-hmm. once you take it out and put it on the shelf, unless you have a blue shelf, it looks a little weird. But that insert comes out, but it still folds around your characters. So I kind of have it in a back corner of a shelf to get as much as I can out of the backdrop. Because without it, you just have Quint standing on nothing, and then you have Jaws and his fin. Right. So okay. you know, I did. Now that I think about it, I did see that this morning uh, on a trip to Target I made, and it. I somehow completely forgot because both of you told me that it was only twenty dollars. Yeah. So I didn't even pick it up because my immediate thought was, "Oh, NECA, that's going to be thirty bucks, and I don't feel like spending 30 but had yeah, um, I remembered it was 20, I would have grabbed it. All things considered, with all the price increases they've had, I just assumed. So thank you, NECA. Throw yeah. us a bone once in a while. Or maybe they made it months and months and months ago and it just hasn't come out. Um, damned if I know. That would be my guess. Uh, anything else, Mike? No, no, that was the only thing I got this week. I, <clears throat> I did pre order a few things, but uh, nothing has arrived just yet. So. Yeah, <laughs> man, those shipping ports. Yeah, I um, so you know sometimes you're on a website and they have spend this much to get free shipping, and you're at a point where you could pay for shipping, but it'd be like a dollar cheaper to just buy some extra crap you don't want, and get that shipped to your house. You know, so you're like, well, I guess I'm gonna get some crap I don't want to save that dollar. <laughs> yep. So. I'm on walmart.com. I have to spend shipping on this one item that I got is like $15 for some freaking reason. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to get some that I don't want. And I end up getting a Mantena Funko Pop, which will be a giveaway at some point in the future because I'm just padding to get free shipping. And then they had, there's no picture. Hi, Vincent. Um, <laughs> But it's Styles May Vary, Masters of the Universe. There's a picture of Webster up, but it's definitely not going to be Webster. I'm thinking that it's going to be a high chance it's like Skeletor or He-Man. See, now, it, here's here's an interesting side note. I've been, I'm part of a few different Masters of the Universe groups. Yeah. And I've now seen a few instances where, for some reason, uh, people have selected that, which is obviously the the like standard masters of the universe origins figure. Yeah. Uh, and gotten deluxes. I'm hoping for something that's not He-Man and Skeletor or He-Man and Skeletor with the new running change heads. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I'll be happy then. Or like yeah. anything, Orko, Trapjaw, Scareglow, Man at Arms, Tila. Then it won't feel like a complete waste because if it's He-Man or Skeletor, I'm probably just going to take it back and get my money back at um, Walmart, which doesn't really help the cause of the pegs being clogged with He-Man and Skeletor, which is always what kills Masters of the Universe. 
but we'll find out. It was out of stock, and it said delayed indefinitely. So I was like, okay. And I just got a notice today that it's shipping. Who knows mm. what I'm going to get. I would love an Orco or like a Triclops. Somebody haven't picked up yet. I will really take a Deluxe if that's what they want to give me, but we'll see. Um, and there's that super slim chance that it's like a wave that isn't out yet of, you know, Green Goddess or uh, Webster, whatever. We'll find out. And they have been showing up overseas, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I hope that's what it is. Um, Mike, did you get anything else I cut you off? Oh, no, not just that. Um, so <coughs> I got in the mail, Josh, you let me know that Target.com was taking orders for the New Blood Neck Jason, and I rolled the dice, and it showed up yesterday. It is maybe the greatest Jason figure of all time. It's it looks so cool. Awesome. I have ze- The only complaint that I have is you're afraid you're going to break it. You don't want to play with it too much. I mean, it's got double knees, double elbows. Um, the clothes are separate to the body, so it's not just sculpted on. Uh, crazy articulation. Two great heads. So you've got Screaming Head, where like his mask gets ripped apart by... Um, what's her name? Oh, God. I just watched this, too. Um, so did I. <laughs> I, forget her, I forget her name already. Great value, Carrie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so you can have, and the way the mask fits on the head, you can have the mask breaking apart with the screaming head underneath, and it looks super cool. He comes with every killing implement from the movie, practically. Um, so it's like, how do you want to display Jason? Does he have a tent stake? Does he have that ridiculous weed whacker, the machete, a kitchen knife? Like, what is he going to use? Like, what's the best for posing? Um and then on top of all that, it's like, well, now I want more than one to display all the different Jasons. But I think I'm what I'm going to do is keep my old NECA Jason from Part 7 and the new NECA Jason and have both of them. So I'll have masked and unmasked. Um, changeable hands. The chain comes off. My only worry is that maybe all that plastic is going to get gooey over time, like a Ninja Turtle or a Masters of the Universe, because I've had NECA figures that that's happened to. Yeah. Um, in particular, the two Dawn of the Dead figures that came out. The plastic got tacky. So uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully they stay really good. But if you buy it, don't hesitate. Or if you see it, don't hesitate to buy it. It's totally worth your money. It's a really, really, really good toy. Like, I have a feeling that this is going to be around for a long time. Like the other Jasons. Like, they're just going to keep making it making it. Because it's the best thing that they've done for Jasons, in my opinion. Um, I, I haven't ordered it yet specifically because I figured I would find it at, at Target soon enough. But, man, that's the one I've been waiting for the longest. It's going to disappear quick. I think you might have to wait a little while until it's, like, abundant. Kind of mm-hmm. like the NECA Puppet Master stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's of that, like, they hit a home run kind of quality to it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I saw it. it enough. I, I, I feel that way with... The, uh... Sorry, the package. I was just going to say, I saw it once, but the packaging was so smashed that I, uh, I passed on it because it did look like some of the killing implements were damaged. Yeah, mine was just a little bit smushed, but I was like, I'm ripping this open. Don't care. Um, the only thing that was a little teeny weeny wonky was the sickle, which I'm never going to display him with. So I was like, fine, don't care. 
it didn't bother me. So, but he's literally got, with the exception of maybe like the party blower, all of his implements of murder are in there. Nice. Uh, by the way, it was Tina. It, t- it took me a minute, but I got there. Okay. Um, but I was going to say, I feel like NECA has hit a home run with all of their Jason figures, at least all of the ultimate Jason figures, because that's kind of what got me turned on to collecting NECA stuff in the first place. Um, way back during one of mine and Josh's toy hunts, we were looking specifically for uh, Lego and Mega Construct stuff back when it was still called Mega Blocks. And um, we ran across the Friday the 13th 3 Jason, and it was had that cool lenticular uh, cover on it. Yep. And um, I couldn't let it go. Like, I kept looking at it. Like, we, we were walking around the store, and I kept going back and picking it up. And I'm like, ah, I'm going to buy it. I got I to gotta get it. So I got that, and that kind of snowballed. I ended up just getting every Ultimate Jason I could find, including the um, video game one that you had to order online with the, uh, you know, you yep. open the flap and it plays the music. Yep. Um. And I haven't been disappointed once. Like, now, I've been disappointed by some other other Ultimate figures. Like, I got a couple of the Freddies, and, uh, you know, like, I got Leatherface, and a few other figures. And they're all really good, but there's points where I'm like, eh, that could have been better. Every one of the Jason figures, I've been 100% happy with. Uh, You know, it's funny you mention that video game colors, Jason, so... I used to be very active in an online community called moviemaniacs.net, which mm. I think is done. I am going to look right now. Um, so somehow moviemaniacs.net kind of became a one-stop shop for um, some of the bigger names in like the making of horror toys. Uh, in particular, Jerry Melcuso, who ran... Uh, soda toys and once in a while like randy would stop in from NECA um, mm. because some of his sculptors posted there but anyways one of the guys who posted on the message board decided he was going to repaint jason and make it that blue video game style it somehow got on like twitter and um NECA saw it was so happy with it they sent him like they stole it from him. They stole the idea of it. They gave him like a whole case of uh, figures as a like thank you for giving them that idea, um, which I always thought was kind of cool. Um, That's awesome. I never heard that. Yeah, that really really is. cool. The user, I think it's Wugamunks. I can't remember. I It got the message board got like a little toxic and I became a father yeah. and I was kind of like the end of it. But let me see if I'm on here right now. Uh yeah, people still post. Wow, that's crazy. How about that? And that's that's insane. And okay, I mean, since I was on here last, <laughs> there's only been a few posts, but yeah, they're still kind of active. I should post on there and plug our website. Um, <laughs> yeah. I Hi, know. movie maniacs. Guys, remember me? I haven't been around in forever, but come on to our. Uh, our podcast all right anyways uh so there's that i got part seven jason i accidentally sort of accidentally i found a four pack of fortnite figures on clearance at a walmart so it's the dark versions of some characters there's the wild card guy with the mask but he's got like death metal paint on his face 
I think I know the four pack you're talking about. Uh, there about. is the Duke guy, Jonesy, but he's like a zombie. Um, there is some night woman and one other dude. I can't remember who it was. Um, and then I had to buy a gift for Teresa, my wife, and I needed to spend a few bucks to kind of hit this threshold for Kohl's cash at Kohl's. They have this thing where like, you spend a certain amount of money and they'll give you a gift card. Um, so I was like, well, I might as well spend something. And I got another single carded guy. He's like a big goon with a hockey mask or a yes. ski mask with a skull yep. on it. And he comes with a meat cleaver. <laughs> I love that uh, guy. So I got him too. And I'm just fiddling with them as always because they're great fiddly toys. Um, and they have been fighting two other toys that I got that will come up later on the show. But um, they're pretty, pretty cool. Anyways. We are going to cut to a commercial from another new sponsor. This is Camp Springtime Acres, a new summer camp for children's ages 12 to 25. Summer camp is kind of back. And it's like, what do you do in this age of COVID? You know, where can you go? What kind of experiences can your kids have? It's safe outdoors. And I've been seeing and, their ads pop up in my Facebook feed. Yeah. yeah. They're advertising heavily and they really wanted to get a foothold and we're kind of, we got caught in that advertising net. So sit back, relax, listen to a message from Camp Springtime Makers and we will be right back. Hola, guten tag, konnichiwa, mushi mushi. Hello there. I'm here to tell you guys about an exciting new summer camp coming to beautiful Cunningham County, New Jersey. That's right. It's camp Rolling Pines. We've got everything you need to have an exciting summer adventure. There's cabins. We got some woods with the trees and the chipmunks. And there's camp counselors, too. We're located on the shores of lovely Crystal Lake. And nowhere near Camp Crystal Lake or Camp Blood or Camp Forest Green. Those are on the other side of the lake. Nowhere near us at all. Come to Camp Rolling Pines today. Perfect for teenagers aged 17 to 30. Opening this September the 14th. It's a Saturday. And we're back. It's news time with your favorite newsman of mine. That's me! Where I read news off of various toy websites and spread the word to you so you can spend your money on things you don't need. I'm going to start off in some unexpected territory with wrestling figures. So there is a big wrestling pay-per-view tonight. And before the pay-per-view yesterday on Saturday, they showed off new and upcoming wrestling figures from Jazzwares. They are the competitor to Mattel, who is the WWE license holder. Jazzwares Jazz Jazz makes AEW figures and pretty much everything else. So previously they had an exclusive of two wrestlers, Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes, all bloody. And initially it was kind of thought that it was just a one-off thing. But it turns out they're going to be doing more Bloody Wrestler variants as exclusives. And they showed off the newest one, Dr. Britt Baker, who is a wrestling dentist, like a real deal. She's a dentist who's also a wrestler who has a tendency to get busted open in wrestling matches and covered in blood. So they're making a covered in blood Dr. Britt Baker MD wrestling figure. So last night I decided that I'm going to be starting a Bloody Wrestling action figure collection starting with Britt Baker, and they had a sale. 
on Ringside Collectibles, the place where you can get these figures, where you type in keyword sale, 10% off. I went for it. Totally worth it. Um, hopefully, I don't have to down the road explain why I have a woman in a sparkly bikini covered in blood in my action <laughs> figures display. So yeah, that, that seems like it could uh, bring up some questions. And more news, as we mentioned earlier, Master Universe Revelation Series 2 is starting to pop up at retail, which is Tila, Man-at-Arms, Spike Orr, and Beastman. Um, I've watched reviews of all of these figures, and Josh, I know you're excited, but I thought Spike Orr was kind of lackluster. Or are you just partial yeah. to Spike Orr? I, I've always liked Spike Orr, and this is, uh, you know, I didn't have, I don't have a classic Spike I don't really have any classics other than King Hiss. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this is the first retail spiker I've had access to since vintage. Yep. Uh, and I do like, I like that they have the swappable hand and weird spike thing. Do you wish that it extended? Is that something to me? It seemed like it was sorely missing. I I do, but at the same time, I'm just happy that they have uh, the option for it to not be there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Does he come with his mace? He yeah. does. Okay. I mean, of the four that I saw, I thought Teal and Beastman were the coolest of the two. Um, Beastman still has the string for his whip, uh, which I always think is funny that they kind of keep that around in, in homage to the original figure. Um but it's I always so thought that I know I always thought the 2001 did it a little better with an actual plastic whip. Um, I always kind of dig through my parts bin for some sort of club or barbarian type of weapon for Beastman. I hate that he has a whip. Yeah, uh, it doesn't look good posing. Like I, I honestly used to use Spike Horse Club for him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's cool it looks like in the it cartoons. Yeah, it just doesn't. You can't see it visually on a shelf. It just looks like he's holding some string. Um, those are coming out. McFarlane's TV Batman figures are dropping soon. Uh, and it's quite apparent that instead of paying actors likeness rights, they're kind of having stuff sort of look like Batman or the Riddler or the Joker or anybody. So they have like an Adam West head that could be anybody. Um they also have some sort of weird articulation that's not in par with what McFarlane's doing. They sort of have classic action figure articulation, like regular T-jointed hips, uh, a very plain ball-jointed shoulder. I don't know if this is to make them cheaper or if there's some sort of gimmick. All the reviews I've seen, nobody said that they talk or do anything like that. They have clip-on, uh, bang, pow kind of bubbles that you can snap onto their wrists. I don't hmm. know. I feel like it's been the Mattel ones are still relatively new in our minds. So it's a little too soon, sort of like the Ghostbusters toys. Like you can still very easily find other classic Batman merchandise out there. So yeah. it's yeah. not like they're, they're getting to it before anybody else. Um, McFarlane showed off. This is probably the biggest news this week to me. Anyways, Batman year two deluxe McFarlane figure with gigantic billowing cape that can also be swapped out with a standard soft goods cape as a target exclusive. And it looks pretty freaking cool. I was going to say, I don't care what anyone says. I know a lot of people hate McFarlane's art style. I freaking love it. I think it looks awesome. 
The only complaint that I have is if you look close in the pictures, you can see that his feet don't fit into the base because he's got ah. articulated toes. So ah. the, the cape is acting as a base and the feet are sort of just flopping around on the bottom, but you don't look at it because you're looking at the crazy cape Yeah, that is making a triangular base to hold up the Batman and the feet are just sort of there. Um, and despite all that, the McFarlane kind of superhero body that they're using for it is pretty good. Uh, it's worth the money, in my opinion. It's a sweet, sweet-looking Batman. And the only thing I would say maybe wait for is if you want it in black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because McFarlane will repaint it, I promise you. He'll repaint and I do it think, many, many times. I do think it was cool that they offered the uh, the autograph edition, and it wasn't yeah. a completely insane price. Yeah. Um, like, I get why it sold out so quick. That's That's cool. And... Todd's got some sort of trick up his sleeve that he's kind of skirting all of the shipping problems. I think he's not shipping out of China. That's my best guess. That, or he's waiting to advertise all this stuff until he has it. So it just comes out very quickly. I think that might be perception. the case. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I've said this before on this show, but McFarland Toys is really impressing me lately. Like, they're... They're really knocking it out of the park. Like, yeah, there's been some some wonky bits here and there. Like, there always have been with with McFarland toys. But everything I've purchased from the new McFarland toys, I've been impressed with. Yeah, I cannot complain. I was literally today playing with my Batman Beyond, and it's a really good figure. Uh, the clown is a really good figure. Violator is a work of art. The Kickstarter spawn oh, is I love a that work thing. of art. So that thing is amazing. Everybody was kind of calling McFarlane behind the times and dead, and me included, was wrong. And uh, I wouldn't credit Todd McFarlane for like sculpting these. Todd McFarlane's no. smart in that he knows to surround himself with talented people. Yeah, and uh, good on him. And he's one hell of a salesman. That's coming out. Uh, the Kessler Wolf is coming sooner than later from NECA, and it's massive. And you finally kind of get a good look at what the wolf looks like in one shot because American Werewolf in London never really completely shows you everything together so you can get a grasp of what you're looking at. Um, and it looks crazy. And it's got changeable heads, and it's massive. And I have been wanting the Kessler Wolf for as long as I can remember. So, I mean, I'm excited. Yeah, that looks amazing. Um, yeah, it does. It looks a little wonky, like some of the articulation might be a problem with uh, joints breaking. But I think a lot of people are going to get it the way they like it and leave it and just not mess with it. So, um, me included, I know what head I want. I know what pose I want. I'm happy to have it. I think it's kind of weird that the Nightmare Demons four pack hasn't been mentioned, but the Kessler Wolf has. So I don't know if the Nightmare Demons just aren't happening, which is probably a good idea. Um, or if they're coming out later, beats me. But Kessler's the one they want, and then probably Jack is a zombie ghost. And yeah. the rest, take it or leave it. Uh, we have blah, 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 Wolf. Okay, yeah. So I'm 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 just taking a look at a. I just found a, a 
review of the uh, McFarlane Batman 66 toys. Yep. And, and I got to say, uh, the it looks like there, there is some amount of hidden articulation, but the legs are strictly T-joints. Yep. Uh, and it looks like everything is uh, very... Nothing is using the new pinless joint system. They're yeah. all the classic pin joints. Uh, that being said, the in-hand sculpts uh, from this review all look really, really nice. Uh, like, the, the jaw is very clearly Adam West, and Joker is definitely Cesar Romero. Is there a mustache? Uh, I kind of feel look- like they skipped that. Let me look back at the face close up because it I looks. The Mattel had the painted mustache on Cesar Romero. It's it's hard to tell because they aren't going super close up, but it does almost look like there's a little distortion on the upper lip. Okay. So if you're let me uh if you're a Batman sixty six fan, you did not get the Mattel versions, which weren't great. Uh, you've got McFarland, and they're probably going to be a little bit cheaper and more affordable. So I gotta say they they do look almost almost like classic McFarland toys in the respect that you you kind of wonder what they were thinking with some of the articulation. Yep. <laughs> you know that's a great point. They have classic McFarland articulation. I just sent so, the uh, a picture of the uh, the Joker close up to to you guys so you can. Let me take a look, Ski, because this is important for the show, because we are a visual medium. Okay, yeah, it looks like Cesar Romero enough. And maybe the mustache is there, maybe it's not. Um, And only really only a crazy person is going to be like, wait a minute. (laughs) It looks like there's there's enough of a hint of it there for me to be happy. Well, the real question is, are you going to buy them? Uh, or is this say like if it's on clearance kind of thing? Joker, I might get the rest. Uh, Joker and probably Riddler, because I always dug those two. I always dug Caesar Romero and Frank Gorshin. Yeah, I think uh, I'm good, and I loved Batman growing up, but I just you know I've got so much other Batman stuff um, that's probably going to be getting put away soon, so. That's not saying I'm not buying McFarlane Batman stuff because I am, uh, but not those. And I wonder how they scale to his other Batman products. That's going to be interesting. Um, so it kind of snuck between the cracks. There are two new cartoons coming out that originally were planned for HBO Max, but now they're also getting co-released on Cartoon Network. There is a three-part Aquaman cartoon and yet another Batman cartoon. So it's safe to assume that... Whoever has the Batman toy license now, um, Spin Master, will be making new toys for this new Batman cartoon that's coming out on Cartoon Network. Hopefully, they don't put in a horrible time slots, which they usually do for the superhero stuff. It usually gets dumped on like Tuesday mornings at six in the morning. Um, what a the terrible last, time! One of their last shows that they did, the Batman, that was like CG, was actually really good. Um, so here's hoping that this one's good too. I'm usually a fan of the Batman cartoons. It's got all your regulars that you would expect. Uh, Bruce, Tim, Paul Dini, 
have some sort of hand in it. So it's a radical new take on Batman, whatever that means. Um, oh, everything has to be a rad- radical new take. Yeah, of course. See, now They're... my question is, is he going to eat pussy? <laughs> yeah. Because God, why was I not, taking a drink of coffee? It's going to be Batman versus versus uh, his arch nemesis, the Bean, <laughs> who he can never find. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> not the Dean, the Bean. <laughs> oh. All right. I'd... Never mind. The Batmobile lost what? the wheel, y'all. <laughs> What's Batman gonna eat, y'all? Oh, God. Oh. Please, please not fall a bean. It's my good southern cooking, y'all. Oh. He's gonna go from Batman to fat man. Oh, Lord. Guess what, Batman? I'm cooking with yeast. Oh Lord! Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, Hasbro announced more Mighty Morph- Mighty Morphin Power Rangers stuff. There are two new two packs that are coming out. One is Scorpina versus Aisha, the Yellow Ranger. So she was the replacement Yellow Ranger on the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers run. And there is a different, like, metallic, opaque plastic that the figures cast in. And Scorpina is one of those, like, background villains that I think got blown up in the American version of the show. But she looks cool. And the other is a two-pack with the Black Psycho Ranger. So if you want a complete set of the Psycho Rangers, you can get the Black Psycho Ranger in a two-pack. That's coming out. Um, also, they said the Dragon's Orb is coming out in 2022 as a bigger size, more deluxe. Uh, oh, I did figure. see that, yeah. More McFarlane news. They are making the Batmobiste, which I didn't know what it was. I had to look it up. It's Batman's monster truck from yeah. Batman Metal. And McFarlane made a giant monster truck. I don't know if you could put figures inside of it, but it's a giant Batman monster truck. Um, Gentle Giant is releasing a giant Grand Moff Tarkin. Funny in that he never had an original figure. He yeah, and it doesn't even look up. like it doesn't even look like the previous uh, Hasbro one. No, and did Grand Moff Tarkin ever have a weird cane? Nope. No. Yeah, he's got this like pepper grinder thing. I don't know what the hell it's from. It's like an expanded universe thing. I don't know, and it doesn't look like Peter Cushing. Again, no, no. at all, at all. So it's just like, why are you okay? You got it. Must be like a market for this kind of thing. Um. Four Horsemen are changing gears and they're doing the Cosmic Legion instead of the Mythic Legion. And this is like fantasy space stuff. And they have some sort of four-armed space monster in silhouette that they showed off. I love the concept of their Mythic Legions, but they're super, super expensive. Um, I can't get into them, but if you like that kind of stuff, they're worth it. And I also recommend jumping in on their Kickstarter because they usually have some sort of buy-in figure if you kickstart everything if they're even doing a kickstarter they might be so financially stable now that they don't need to um but i got in on their birds and there was a couple exclusive you could get only from the kickstarter um there's more new boglins coming out uh if you didn't get boglins the first time that they were released they're still available on like all your major online toy companies including walmart 
Uh, but there's some new molds and some kind of new fun repaints. And if you didn't know it, there's a Captain Spaulding inspired Boglin uh, who has he's white and he's got the Spaulding clown face paint. And yeah, or, I did not know that it could maybe be Pogo the clown if you're a John Wayne Gacy fan. But it looks cool. He's got the blue eye arches. He's got the red cheeks. Looks pretty cool. If you're a Boglin fan, it's totally worth it. Something I kind of just saw floating around in the news, Figma, who kind of does like high-end pose them and leave them type of figures, has a human animatonical model, like a skinless body, like a slim good body figure. Yeah, I saw that. I'm really tempted. That's just like cool. There's nothing else to it. It just looks really cool. It's got a great detailed sculpt. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the 112 Crow from Mezco. Again, I don't know anybody that's into the 112 Collective. I have been meaning to go on some 112 Collective message boards and ask where my Frank Frazetta Conan is. Maybe tonight. And to end things, Super 7 very quickly kind of teased and then released that they're doing Super 7 Ultimates SpongeBob SquarePants. Um... Initially, I was like, how can they pack out a wave of four characters when really SpongeBob has like the main cast of characters and then it gets really thin quickly? But they're only doing two at a time. So there is SpongeBob and Sandy Cheeks, lots of changeable faces, lots of episode specific accessories, uh, Bubble Boy. We're all kind of a little too old for SpongeBob. I'm not the biggest fan. But I've watched tons of it because of my wife and my daughter. So I know everything about it. Um, And I can only assume that... Oh, SpongeBob also comes with Gary. Um, I can also assume that Mr. Krabs and Squidward would be next. But who knows? And then past that, I don't know how many variants of SpongeBob you can make. Uh, I'm sure endless. Yeah, and there's also Patrick. I was going to say, I'm sure Patrick's coming. Um, I'm not a fan of the humor where it's like, we're funny because we're irritating somebody. Like I watched the show and I immediately relate to Squidward who just wants to be left the (laughs) hell alone. Yep. And it's just every episode. It's like, how can we irritate Squidward? And it's like, this isn't funny. He didn't do anything to you. Can you just let him sleep? It stopped. (laughs) Like I'm waiting for the episode where Squidward gets a gun. He just loses it on like Patchwork and SpongeBob because they won't leave him the hell alone. You know, or like they just they go to bug him one day and he's committed suicide. Or he's just like moved. Like he's just left in the middle of the night and he lives, he's gone. He could not take it anymore. And that's just this weird episode where they're like, Where where did Squidward go? He hates you. He left. That's where he went. Because he just wanted to listen to music and you guys had to be jerks. SpongeBob, so- you're not funny. Some, like, incredibly, like, bitter, angry goodbye note. Just like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I hate you, Spongebob. I hate you, Patrick. Krabby Patty suck. Yes. <laughs> and you find me lying on a beach, dead and dry. This is for my wife specifically. Screw you. Screw you. Screw you. You're cool. Screw you. And screw you. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I am not a not a Spongebob. Spongebob. <laughs> SpongeBob. SpongeBob. I'm not a fan of the SpongeBobs, but I can do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh god. <laughs> um, 
I guess I'm kind of odd man out here because like I, I watched it a lot with my nephews and uh, I actually found a lot of it funny. <laughs> it's annoying, but I, I did I did laugh at a lot of it. It's... One of my my favorite things, and I still do it to this day, is um, there's an episode where Patrick and SpongeBob go to the Jellyfish Museum and everything says do not touch. And Patrick keeps going, ooh, touch, and he pokes it. And every once in a while, <laughs> I'll do this to my wife when she's talking to me. I'll just go, ooh, touch, and poke her in the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, you're an ass. I um, oh. The only thing I find funny is that one line where Patrick says, is mayonnaise an instrument? <laughs> but... um. Yeah, I guess I'm just too old to enjoy SpongeBob. That's, know. You know, that is a valid question. I am wondering the answer to that now. Um, actually, someone has made mayonnaise into an instrument, so yeah, okay, it, it does work. <laughs> I've I've seen it. If it squelches, it can be music, right, Paula yep. Dean? <laughs> <sighs> if you apply yourself properly. You can turn anything into a musical instrument of despair and destruction. Hey, why aren't you uh, blowing out your birthday candles there, Mr. Herzog? Birthdays are, um, birthdays are ultimately futile and not to be celebrated, for they are just a reminder that one day you will no longer have anything to celebrate and you will find yourself buried into the ground with all of the many different things of the earth as you slowly decompose, becoming part of that what you had once walked upon. Also, nobody bought me a cake, so I am very sad. Aww. Like, we should get Warner like a cookie cake. Absolutely. Uh, specifically Cookie Puss from Carvel. Yes. I quite you know, like the Cookie Puss and the one shaped like a whale. It makes me smile because he is too big to be a cake. It makes no sense. And it is therefore hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to like just que- a random question, guys. Mm-hmm. I'm not a birthday cake fan. I don't know why I don't like cake. I'll eat it. I just don't care about cake. What's your favorite? Like you got your birthday sweet thing. What do you want? I'm honestly an ice cream person. I I love, I specifically like, um, like vanilla ice cream with stuff in it. So like vanilla with like a peanut butter swirl or like vanilla with a chocolate swirl inside. Like, I don't really like chocolate ice cream that much. Like that's not my go-to. Um, I know a lot of people are like, Oh, death by chocolate. They want it with the brownies and all that. It's like, I, it's too much for me. Um, but I, I, lately I've been getting, uh, there's these gelatos, uh, that it's a salted caramel gelato and it's, it's freaking awesome. So that's been my go-to for a few years now. Uh, so you're like a I slice have... of cake and a scoop of ice cream kind of guy. What's that? So you're like a slice of cake, scoop of ice cream kind of guy on your birthday. More just the ice cream. Just the ice cream. <laughs> Josh, yeah. what about you? Um, if I mean, if we're talking birthday, then we're talking like ice cream for breakfast, cake for lunch, and dinner of donuts. I got I got a major sweet tooth. Um, <laughs> we got a major sweet tooth, but uh, 
No, it's uh, actually something Ruth teases me about is uh, if if left alone, I can I can eat like a box of donuts in a day by myself. You know, so, I've never had donuts for my birthday and I want donuts for my birthday now. Donuts are my my go to sweet. Yeah, I usually get like a cookie cake, but even mm-hmm. then it's like too sweet for me. It hurts my teeth. But donuts like nice big like bear claw or a glazed donut. Yeah. And we've got a we've got a voodoo pretty close to us. Ooh. So uh, you know, it's every once in a while it's that moment of like, no, I just want I just want some like big ass donuts. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. So we are going to have a, another commercial from Camp Rolling Pines, the new summer camp in town. They want your business. They want to let you know, COVID be damned, it's safe to go camping at summer camp again. So they're going to let you know about all of their wonderful staff, the activities, you name it. Sit back, relax, and we will be right back. I bet you're asking yourself why you should uh, send your good-for-nothing kids to Camp Babbling Brook. Well, that's easy. The money I saved buying the camp at public auction was put towards the staff. There's our head counselor, Angela. She loves to sing and play the guitar. Oh! I'm a There's our brand new cook, Fred. The kids love him, and he's got a foul mouth. He's really funny, and he makes one heck of a grilled cheese sandwich. It's our literal head of arts and crafts, Mangalore. He is a whiz with macaroni art. Just glue and glitter, macaroni shells. It's amazing. Picasso. Oh, yes, children. Cover me in glitter and macaroni. <laughs> and there's our head coach, Terry, who has shorts that are so short, you can see his nutsack sometimes, and I think that's just hilarious. That's Camp Babbling Brook. Opens up this Saturday, the 14th of September. Bring your kids. Have a good time. And we're back. And we're not done talking about toys yet because there's something I left out. Um, It's been a very, very busy toy week for me this week. I ordered, I forgot to get into their Kickstarter. There's a company called Rocom Toys that makes vinyl figures and they kind of expanded into glios and those of you don't listen who are listening and don't know what glios is glios is a fan-made peg system with the idea being you can swap parts out and they're universal between any toy line that uses this peg system so you can pop an arm off of one guy put it on another arm from a different line or they can migrate within the family of the toy line so I'm going to speak specifically about this new line called Mighty Maniacs, which we got and we're big fans of. So you can kind of take the head off of one guy, put it on another guy. You can pop in a hand off, put a chainsaw on if you get that drift. By a bunch of guys, you can have robot leg, hockey mask, whatever. But these toys are surprisingly cheap and super, super cool. What kind of attracted me to them and all of us, it kind of popped up on our radar uh, the line initially was like a double dragon kind of theme where they had cool 80s guy. His sleeves are missing. He's got sunglasses. He's going to be fighting biker robot kind of characters. And that quickly expanded into there's a swamp monster. There's a werewolf. There's a Bigfoot gorilla kind of body that they have. And then quickly 
they made this suited body, which they used for a barbecue butcher who comes with the chainsaw and has stitches on his face, a.k.a. Leatherface, if you use your imagination. Mm-hmm. A woodsman action figure who is a smirking brunette guy with an axe who has his sleeves rolled up very easily could be ash and the one that really really caught my attention was this character called slapshot which is a spinning image for either jason or splatterhouse and they all come with alternative heads so slapshot comes with a michael jackson head and like there's no there's nobody else that it is it's Definitely zombie Michael Jackson. (laughs) So he's got bare feet, bare hands. He's got that Michael Myers uh, mechanic suit on, and he's got a hockey mask. And his other head is sort of like their hero head that they put on Ash, but he's a zombie. And the barbecue butcher comes with, oh, he also comes with the machete and uh, the Michael Myers kitchen knife. The other figure that I grabbed for myself, the barbecue butcher, comes with the Leatherface head, which is the Mike, their Michael Jackson head with like the Jerry curl hair, mm-hmm. but his face is painted orange and it's got like the stitching on it, like Leatherface. He comes with an alternative head that's clearly Michael Myers, and he's got the same hockey mask head, but the de- the details painted in, so it sort of looks like that. Uh, what is it? Part five. Part five. Story? Yeah. Yeah, where they show the different style hockey mask with the holes in the mask and the eyes lit up red. So you have a lot of play options. Their arms snap off. They come off at the wrist. So if you want to take the chainsaw off of the barbecue butcher, he can have it on his arm a la Ash, which is how I have him holding it because he doesn't have two grasping hands. He has an open hand and a grasping hand. So you can't really hold the chainsaw the way I want him to, but he's got a chainsaw arm, which is something that like, is always compatible for me with Leatherface. And the Rick from Splatterhouse or Jason figure, kind of take your pick. He's become more of a Splatterhouse for me um, because I have a ton of Jason merchandise. I don't have a lot of Splatterhouse merchandise. um, And I love that game to death. He looks great with either mask. So the mask that comes with the barbecue butcher or the one that he comes with. Or if you want to give him Michael Jackson head, it just looks cool. I know. (laughs) They're awesome, and I'm kind of mad I didn't buy more. And as soon as I get some money, I'm going to go back and get even more. Um, Because they have, like, a purple gorilla, which is Grape Ape. They've got a glow-in-the-dark Jason, which I'm a sucker for anything glow-in-the-dark. Yeah, that's one of the ones that really caught my eye. Yeah. Yeah, there's a Yeti. There's werewolves there's blade um if you're a fan at all of double dragon they've got a lot of double dragon inspired stuff there's accessory packs so if you want just an axe the machete the knife and the chainsaw you can get just that on its own something that i did because i was just i love mysteries they have a blank three pack of just three guys one flat color with alternative heads a three pack for 40 bucks which is nuts um considering that the guys range from 20 to 25 dollars each so mm-hmm. you get three for 40 which is like 13 dollars a piece or something my math is bad um and i got 
when I did that, I got a pink werewolf or swamp creature or gorilla. They kind of all have the same hairy body. I got a green gorilla werewolf swamp creature, whatever you want to call it. It's like an olive green, neon pink. And I got a spare blank Jason. Nice. Dark navy blue. So you have the option because he comes with the Michael Myers head. You can make him into Michael Myers. You can make him into Jason. You can paint him however the hell you want. If you had one, but you don't because I have it. But guess what? It's going to be a part of our giveaway this month. So I know you guys can see this. I'm shaking the bag (laughs) in front of the microphone. (laughs) It's super cool. Look at the way it shakes. We got three heads. The hands will hold any kind of weapon you want to give them. You want to give them a two by four? Real easy to do. You want to give them a machete? You can go on their website and buy their stuff. It's just they're glass compatible, so you can get a chainsaw and give them a chainsaw hand. Or you can kind of just go into your box of accessories because we all have toy accessories laying around and give them anything. An axe, a meat cleaver. Um, do you got stuff laying around from like Paw Patrol? Whatever. <laughs> He's going to look awesome. Um, they don't scale perfectly to like three and three quarter. They're about three inches tall. A little short of that. They're squat. They're bulky. Uh, they're a little bigger than regular Glyos stuff, but they still look cool if you're popping and swapping parts. So if you've got like a Glyos armivore, which is like robot parts, you can put those parts onto your figures. You're going to have perfectly compatible like robot arm, robot leg, whatever, if you have Glyos stuff. Um, they're totally worth it. I would get on these now because usually it's that first assortment stuff that disappears quickly. And then you kind of find out about the line after the fact when they have like the second assortment, the third assortment of like awesome repaints. And you're like, crap, I should have got on this. And now I want that like colorway that's gone. Like I want to get all their gorilla bodies. I don't have the purple one. You're SOL. And you got to go on like message boards and eBay and pay way too much for them. Yeah. So the first hit's free. You're welcome. <laughs> and I'll get you addicted with this awesome slap shot, wink, wink, uh, from Mighty Maniacs. And it, it's just really cool. This is probably the coolest toy you've ever given away because it's meant to be played with. It's not meant to be kept in a box. Um, you're not going to break it. They're meant to be popped apart over and over and over again. They have a really high dura- durability. And I know we all have Glio stuff. Oh, yeah. So they're meant to be played with. And that's probably the biggest selling point in these. Don't buy them. Put them on a shelf. Take them out. Have them kill your other toys. Have adventures with them. You know, Vincent agrees. (laughs) He does. Vincent. Josh's cat, Vincent, is a big fan of glass compatible stuff. We were talking earlier and he was like, Mike, you should put these in your daughter's LOL vehicles. They would look awesome. And I totally did. So Jason <laughs> Leatherface had awesome adventures again, like when they teamed up in the Tops comics and had oh, Leatherface versus Jason. But to me, it was always a buddy cop kind of thing where they go around and they don't talk a lot, but they have lots of cool adventures like Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Plus, so, he can pop the pieces off and chase them around. He can. So it's like if you have a cat, 
and you want to search through his poop later for a hockey mask head, you could totally do it with Mighty Maniacs. Don't do that. Yep. Because Mighty Maniacs will not pay your vet bill if your cat eats parts from your toys. But thankfully, these are bigger than as small as regular glio stuff, which helps them pop part easier. So you don't feel like you're going to bend the plastic. Um, and, you know, if you're worried about your kids swallowing the parts, these are definitely bigger. They're sort of like, I want to say like, this, a little brother to a Masters of the Universe kind of body. They've got the squat legs, the beefy arms, the upper bodies are really, really freaking cool. Um, and I'm not just saying this to kind of win favor with these guys. Um, they kick ass. So if you want something kind of new and fun to collect, you're into slasher characters, you're into monsters. These guys got them. Uh, they also have robots. Uh, flaming skull monsters. They have Death Jaguar, which is like their evil version of Jet Jaguar. It's sort of like if Jet Jaguar and Hordak had a baby. They've got Death. Johnny Tombstone, who kind of kind of has a Duke Nukem vibe. Yeah, yeah, Johnny Tombstone is really cool. He's kind of got like a yeah. He, they all have like a, a very early '90s aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got like a splatter plunk. A steampunk kind of feel to him. They have a Mortal Kombat head. They have a biker helmet head. He's got a gun arm. He's got this really cool like laser backpack. Uh, you got I'm... Blood Punk and Roundhouse, who are sort of like your Double Dragon stand-ins. Street I'm kind of digging on uh, the Barricade action figure uh, along with Slapshot because it reminds me of Jason and Ali from Friday the 13th 3. Yeah. You know, looking at these now, I bet you I could plant an idea and see if this works. They could make a Miguel Nunez-inspired figure. Maybe. He would need to come with an enchilada. They would call him damn enchiladas. They have a foot soldier kind of goon figure called Necro, who is really cool. It comes with like a zombie Johnny Tombstone head, um, a purple ninja mask. They're just cool. Like, if you haven't had a Glyos figure before and you just want a fun thing to play with, if you're like, yeah, I don't want to, like, I like listening to you guys talk about this stuff, but, like, do I need toys? I'm an adult. I've got bills to pay. I've got to go see Hootie and the Blowfish in concert. Whatever it is you're, like, wasting your adult money on, let me tell you something. You're wrong. You should get toys and be happy again. Exactly. Don't Don't let your wife's glare stop you. This is small. It'll come in a padded bubble envelope. She won't even know you have it. You sing that Hootie song, I Only Want to Be With You, to your toys. That's right. And everybody should know, if you're going to see a washed-up 90s band, it should be the Spin Doctors. This Lincoln, is true. Suck an egg. Little Miss Can't Be Wrong is an awesome song. Um, <laughs> yeah. They're cool. Uh, I'm definitely, at some point, going to be painting... My pink and green werewolves into some sort of crazy non-matching concoction. And I have this awesome fun for you to paint. Hear it. It's gonna Can be you see it? This week. Can yes. you see it? Can you feel it? Uh, coming to you from Rocom Toys and their Mighty Maniacs line. It's going to be part of the giveaways from this Friday the 13th themed giveaway part this month 
So, segueing from that, Star Ace Toys is another company I want to kind of talk to you guys about. So, we had Chris Hammond on um, a little while ago, and I was talking to him after the show was over. We were kind of sharing pictures of our horror movie poster collection. And I, I just casually mentioned to him that I, getting older, I kind of want to get into the higher end stuff. Um, I don't just want stuff that I can find at retail. I want to get some statues. I want to get some like expensive vinyls, model kits. And he's like, you know where you should go? Uh, you know, a lot of people go to Sideshow, but I like going to Starry's Toys. And they're out of Hong Kong, but they have a branch in America. And they've got a lot of really cool like Ray Harryhausen statues. Oh, so. Nice. We're all fans of Ray Harryhausen. Um, they've got stuff from like one million years BC. They've got Guanji, which is that really cool like T Rex monster. Um, Kali, the forearm statue. The thing that I saw that like blew me away. I've known about it and I kind of just glanced at it, never looked at it again. The Kraken mm-hmm. from Clash of the Titans. Gigantic, awesome vinyl figure. If you want something high end, you really want like a blow people away piece to your collection, it's the freaking Kraken. I'm sorry. Uh, you were an 80s kid if you didn't watch Clash of the Titans and love the Kraken. I mean, yes, there's Godzilla and there's all that, but it's oh, the original Kraken toy has always been my white whale, but I yeah. would skip it if I had this 35 centimeter Kraken, which is crazy crazy um that's just the tale he's god i'm looking at the specs now 64 centimeters centimeters wide which my conversion is a little off but that's massive that's like snake mountain sized um it's a great kind of centerpiece toy if you want that one thing in your collection if you have like a sideshow statue or like that big titan class transformer um I have a sideshow Freddy versus Jason Freddy statue. It's kind of a big centerpiece collection item. Or if you've like, you felt like you've expanded to like neck 18 inch figures. This is the next step. And like imported vinyl Ray Harryhausen stuff. And if you're not even a fan of Ray Harryhausen, if you're just like, look, I'm strictly slasher figures. uh, They've got a lot of deformed model kits. So they have like, and this is a big thing in Japan that we don't really cover a lot here because they don't get brought over here. They've got a lot of super deformed stuff, which is like little body, huge head. And mm. they've got a really, really cool looking remake Friday the 13th Jason with uh, swappable heads. So you've got that awesome kind of unmasked head from that Friday the 13th, which, you know, it's kind of, you can't compare it to all of them because it's always the same, but he's got. A good grimace to him, like his lip is all jacked up, which I always thought that was a, a nice addition. He's got the dead eye. Lots of King Kong Godzilla stuff, lots of Harry Potter. Um, if you're a big Planet of the Apes fan, they've got a lot of super deformed Planet of the Apes from the newest trilogy. And the coolest thing I think they sell, I hate to say it's cooler than the Kraken, but it kind of is if you're a fan of it. Um, Hammer Dracula from Scars of Dracula. And okay, that's pretty cool. That is cool. Awesome polyresin statue. His eyes lit up red. I mean, it's super freaking cool. Uh, and it's one of those things that, like, Hammer Toys never get any love. 
like they get Mago. They don't really get solid release figures, but they get statues. And the coolest thing about it, it's a little teeny tiny detail. Uh, Christopher Lee, because he's the coolest human being on the planet, was obsessed with the ring that he wore in the Scars of Dracula, which is the same ring Bela Lugosi wears in the original Dracula. And like he used to claim that only three people on the planet have one. It was him, Bela Lugosi, and like one other person. It's just a cool looking ring. Um, that's our little let you know about Star Ace Toys. And uh, if you're in the market for high end stuff and you're looking for somewhere to go to buy it, check them out. All right. So I mentioned earlier that we have more prizes that are Jason themed. So not only do you get the really cool Mighty Maniacs unpainted slap shot, you will also get Jason. The cutting board, thanks to my wife, who oh. made a really cool Camp Crystal Lake Jason glass cutting board, and oh. Jason the pot holder. So if you're ever like you're making brownies, you're eating nice, you're making some chicken nuggets, you got a really cool Jason pot holder. Reach in there, grab stuff because who wants plain pot holders? You've got that like the one your grandma gave you when you went and lived on your own. You've had it forever. Now you can upgrade. Get a good one. Jason's face on it. Thanks to Count Creepyhead and his prize coffin. You're going to get it. And, as part... oh. and when you inevitably, like, nick yourself in the kitchen, look, voila, realistic blood stains on Jason. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. So that is going to be the three prizes this week. You're going to get a Mighty Maniacs. Slapshot, you're going to get a cutting board, and you're going to get an awesome potholder. And I'm going to throw in some stickers and other Jason small tchotchkes that I have laying around that I don't want to look at right now. But trust me, I got them. And as a so, bonus, you will get at least three middle-of-the-night phone calls from either Sandy Puss or Debbie Downer. That's right. They're going to ask you what you're doing, what you're wearing. If your door's locked... It'll be and a then they're going to tell you all about how they're going to come pick up mans. That's right. So you have to ask yourself, who's scarier? And that's who we're going to have call you. Um, <laughs> okay, that's what you thought. So being the 13th episode, we would be stupid not to mention one of the greatest franchises of all time. Friday the 13th. Indeed. Mike's a fan. Josh is a fan. I'm a fan. We all have or have had lots of merchandise from Friday the 13th. And we're going to talk about it extensively. Or until we get bored of it, whatever happens first. I am currently wearing a pair of Jason socks. Perfect. I am currently looking at some of my Jason toys as we speak. Josh, what was your first piece of jason merchandise do you remember i do i do it was the uh friday the 13th nes game oh that's cool nice yeah yeah that was uh i remember getting it and uh initial initial reaction you know little little kid putting in like a a quote-unquote creepy video game i was like oh it's gonna be so creepy it's gonna be so creepy why is he blue and purple yeah, this isn't creepy. You spent 90% of the game throwing rocks at wolves and zombies. Yeah, I was so confused. 
To be fair, of the two big horror games for the NES, Nightmare on Elm Street is a far better game. Agreed. Because at least it's like a platformer kind of game. Friday the 13th, you had no clue what you're supposed to do. Um, it's awesome now in retrospect. And I, you mentioned it, and I want it in my collection. I, I have just completely forgot to ever pick that up at a garage sale or something. So I'm never going to play it, but I just want that cartridge. I think it'd be really cool. Uh, Mike, what about yeah. you? Being the uh, senior citizen of the podcast, you have... <laughs> I actually have one that predates the uh, NES one, the Commodore 64 Friday the 13th. Um, That game gave me the willies so bad. I have since gone back and played it. I played uh, a ROM of it on an emulator, and um, it's terrible. But as a kid, it scared the hell out of me. because. And this is long before Friday the 13th Part 9. The Jason character in that basically wore the skin of different counselors. So the concept was you didn't know which body Jason was hiding in and you had to go around and try to stop him before he killed the other counselors. And how you did that was you found a random weapon, usually an axe or a machete and walked up to people and hit them (laughs) with the bladed implement. And if they flashed into this, black jumpsuited character with no hockey mask, then, oh, you know, it's Jason hiding in there and you keep hitting him until they die. Um, And then it would just loop and start over. And the concept was keep doing it for a high score. But the thing that scared me about it was if a counselor was killed, like, well, first of all, you'd get like this, this sped up, like midi file version of the teddy bears have their picnic so the music was was creepy as hell um and it would speed up faster and faster because it was like letting you know someone is about to die and then when they would die there was this really bad distorted scream sound effect and a death screen appeared and it was usually like a badly digitized severed head (laughs) or like just but that would always scare me i was like you know six or seven playing it and it scared the hell out of me but, uh, yeah, that was my very first piece of Friday the 13th merchandise. So I'm ashamed to say this. I never knew that this existed until you just mentioned it. I knew about the Commodore 64, I think, Friday the 13th. No, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Street. Which was also amazing. Um, and I played that, and it's okay. Oh, I but had I, so much fun with that. I never knew that there was a Friday the 13th. And there was also an Evil Dead one. Good god is it good no <laughs> it's it's awful <laughs> okay, i'm yeah i have no memory of these and i'm looking at the death screens there's like a guy getting a machete to that and it looks yeah. awesome um <laughs> but imagine that like as a child <laughs> wow i mean i can only assume that getting a commodore 64 friday the 13th the game has got to set you back a few hundred bucks at least oh i would imagine now yeah Wow, that is so cool. My my first piece of Friday thir- Friday 13th merchandise, other than the mask that everybody had as like oh, the Halloween course. costume thing, was the squirt head. Oh, that's so, remember, cool. I don't remember this. There was there was two two-packs. It was Jason and a victim and Freddy and a victim. And they're little plastic squirt heads. They came out the same time as the Freddy squirt gun head. Do you remember that? 
No, I'm I'm blanking. I'm yeah. gonna have to look this up. All right, so I'm gonna paint a picture for you. Do you remember how Pizza Hut used to have like you could get like, um, like Eureka's Castle, and they had like you get these cheap vinyl puppets. Yeah. You could stick your hand up their butts. Um, they had Land Before Time, and if you stuck your hand up their butt, they would always scratch your hand up. Imagine yep. that, but it's Freddy's head, and it's a squirt gun. Oh my god! I'm I'm looking at these now. I didn't know these existed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know if that's like the f- first official piece of like playable merchandise. There might have been like, uh, like a visor hanger or something. Because I I know there's I can keep cutting over to Freddy, but yeah, there's lots of oddball Chachki stuff. Um. There's the Fright Flicks trading cards. That is Jason yeah. Fright Flicks. Holy crap! I know Freddy is. I know I had a a Freddy sticker album at a young age. I have that complete. <laughs> nice. Freddy is taking over this name. Friday the Thirteenth discussion. That <laughs> asshole. You know what? No, well, he's apt to do that. Jason yeah. is not in Fright Flicks. But Jason is in the awesome vending machine prism stickers. Nice. So there's that to remember. There's all the different covers of VHS tapes. If you wanted to go back and collect them as an adult, um, you know, video store posters, standees. I was always trying to make my own Jason GI Joe yep. to kill my Jason, no, to kill my camp counselor GI Joe figure. So it's like, yeah, I remember that time Roblox and Duke and Leatherneck went camping. <laughs> sure. Outback, um, Outback was the uh, games instructor. Yeah. How did you guys make your Jason? Honestly, I I kind of just took a note out of the Commodore 64 one and just pretended <laughs> the different characters were like hiding as as the killer. And yeah, that was I didn't I didn't cobble together a Jason figure until much older. So yeah, same. Yeah, my I Jason just... was Darklon. See, that was my predator. Um, he was a catch-all, and I yeah. took Hydro Viper because he had his open hand. Became mm-hmm. Freddy. Get out of this conversation, Freddy! You son of a bitch. <laughs> um, you know. Then we kind of will creep into the '90s here. Jason always had the T-shirts that were easiest to find. Oh, yeah. For whatever yeah. reason, like media play, you could always find some sort of Friday the 13th t-shirt. So I had a few. And then that was the first big release from Fright Rags was the WWJD with the hockey mask. Instead of what would Jesus do? What would Jason do? Um, which is got to be the greatest horror t-shirt of all time, I think. If you had a Hall of Fame of horror movie t-shirts, it's it's there. It's on the Mount Rushmore with like that and like the dawn of the dead movie crew shirt yeah take your pick on anything else but it's iconic um but then we get into movie maniacs jason oh i loved that toy so much which i mean aesthetics aside he's the the winner of that set uh leatherface is probably the most accurate of the five that came out initially but jason was the one that everybody had to have and they were released them like in a fish tank with freddie Mm-hmm. Um, because there was supposed to be a Freddy versus Jason movie that was supposed to come out, never did. 
Um, then he came out again as Uber Jason when Jason X came out. Yep. Uh, McFarlane got away from it, and that's when NECA and Sideshow stepped in. NECA made that beautiful Part 7 Jason. And then yeah. Sideshow started making every single Jason and then gave up. And this is like in this discussion, there's going to be a point that I want to make is that nobody has ever made every single Jason. Which is why I'm hoping that NECA does. <laughs> NECA, is, NECA is close. But Vincent agrees. And <laughs> it's like only if there's somebody who would like likes making masks as busts. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. It's... And they could just like get every single Jason out there and be like, I'm the one that did it first. Actually, I think there's I think Bandai or something has a blind bag Jason enamel pin thing. Yeah, I almost bought it. Every single Jason. Basically. So you hmm. got to you got to make you have to have kid Jason if you want to get technical, maybe Pamela Voorhees. So Sideshow did Pamela Voorhees. You need Jason from part two. If you want to get crazy, there's two different actors playing Jason. So you have one in the sack and you've got one with the makeup. So if you have two masked and unmasked, you've got two actors playing Jason. You've got part three, Jason. You've got part four, Jason. You've got part five, Roy, Jason. But you also have Jason that appears in a flashback. The with demon Corey, Jason. Yeah, Corey Feldman as like a hallucination. So there's two right there. You've got part six, zombie Jason. You've got part seven, first appearance, Kane Hodder Jason. You've got Jason Takes Manhattan Jason. It's the one that everybody skips. Yep. Nobody which is ever. A, which is a shame. It really it's is. It's a good suit. It really. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a continuation of zombie Jason. He's just black and wet. Yep. It's great. I, I, it's not a bad suit. Um, black, wet, veiny, <laughs> slick. Sorry, anyways, I got this. <laughs> um, you've got Jason Goes to Hell, Jason, after that break from Jason taking Manhattan and kind of crashing the franchise for a while. No, you don't need Jason that possesses every single body, but you've got that swollen bug bite, Jason. I don't know how you want to describe him. Which yeah, a, it's Kane Hodder again. He's got that the 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 head that almost looks like it's eating the mask because yeah. it's like swollen around it. But I would also say I I would want the the baby demon Jason. <laughs> baby demon Jason was a pre order exclusive from Sideshow, oh, nice. and he also came packed in with the Mezco Jason X or not Jason X. Jason goes to hell, Jason. Then you've got. Jason X, which has two Jasons. So there's yep. thought out from Cryo Sleep Jason, which is a really cool looking Jason. Mm-hmm. He's kind of amalgam of a lot of things. He's got the chain around his neck. He's sort of pickled. He looks cool. And then you've got Uber Jason, which a lot of people don't like, but the movie's great and he grows on. He's pretty cool. I love it. Then we cut to Freddy, Freddy versus Jason. Jason, which is not Kane Hodder, and he's got big Frankenstein boots. But no real variations on the costume. Then you've got Remake Jason, Mm -hmm. which has two looks, bag on his head and mask. And if you want to get 
really crazy. After that, they had the Friday the 13th video game, which featured some of the iconic Jason looks and a DLC exclusive Tom Savini designed Revenant Hellspawn Jason, which instead of blood coming from his cracks and all of his various wounds, there's blood from his cracks. Yeah. So he's like (laughs) a flaming ghost. Jason, he looks really freaking awesome. And then, of uh, course, we got the NES one. Oh, yeah. And there's NES Jason, which is, take your pick of any Jason, usually three or four, painted in blue. Mm-hmm. NECA has done Camp Crystal Lake, Camper Jason, Pamela Voorhees. So I'm going to count their Mego figures and their standard action figures as the same thing because they're the same scale. And sometimes it's like nobody's going to buy a Pamela Voorhees action figure. It's cheaper for us to make it as amigo whatever i'll take it they just it's better than nothing uh so you've got part one covered they have two versions of part two jason he's been updated to an ultimate both of them come with mass and unmasked heads so he's got this ginger hillbilly look you have ultimate part three jason which is a re-release of the previous part three jason which they had you buy twice if you wanted bloody and non-bloody, they packed in all the accessories into one figure. I was one of the suckers that bought the original figure twice. Mm. They did the same thing for part four. They have an ultimate figure for that. It's a great figure. Part five has Amigo and a standard figure and Ghost Jason from that movie where it's worms on his... No, is it? Yeah. Yeah, Tommy digs him up. There's worms on his mask. So there's, if you want, you can have the Mego take the mask off. It's got Roy's face underneath. You can have the mask down, and then you can get the nightmare hallucination ghost Jason, like wet, laying in the grave with worms on his face. You've got part six from NECA is another ultimate figure, great figure. I said also, I'll go back to sideshow. Uh, they just released. A really, really good New Blood Jason. Like, literally, it's in stores now. Go to Target. Go to your local comic book store. It's awesome. And then we're going to hit a black hole with Jason Takes Manhattan, Jason X. They have an ultimate. And Jason Goes to Hell. Um, There's an ultimate Freddy versus Jason Jason. And there's a pretty decent remake Jason figure. That's... One, two, three, four, five Jasons. If you can count the Savini Jason, they're almost done where they've made them all. And by the time they get to that, there might be another Friday the 13th movie, finally. Well, I was going to say, uh, they, they also have the NES one that they did. Yeah, and yep, it's a video game repaint. And they did do an Ultimate's Roy. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, so an Ultimate's Roy, um, which is part five, Jason. Yeah. Sideshow made Pamela. Part two, part three, part four, part six, part seven with a rubber body, which is kind of cool, but he's falling apart if you have him. Um, They skipped part eight. They made Jason from the beginning of Jason X, not Uber Jason, as a very cool figure. And they made Freddy versus Jason Jason. Mezco made... Uh, if you like a static post figure, a really good remake, Jason. They made Jason Goes to Hell, Jason. And they made Part 4, Jason. The Mesco figures 
I have a soft spot for them because they look nice as a static pose, and they're very high quality. It's like a really hard plastic to them, so they're pretty neat. Um, what am I missing, guys? Oh, Funko, if you want to count it, has made a generic Jason, Jason from Part Two. I think that's it. Oh, video game yeah. like they always repaint yeah. it blue. Well, they had the and pixelated one, which that's the one I have. That's actually, if you're going to get anything Funko, their video game pixelated figures are very cool. Yeah. Um, and they also have the video game GameStop exclusive colorway repaints of Jason and Blue. And it looks really cool. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you've got busts. You've got lots of, like, uh, minifigures from kind of companies that make him unofficially, like, Pikmin's made a really awesome Part 7 Jason and Sackhead mm-hmm. Jason. Uh, there's a company, Luke Welch, Luke Welch Sculptor, that makes uh, nice muscle-style versions of Jason. And they've done Part 3 and 3D Jason. Jason Goes and, to Hell. And they are amazing. Uh, Josh, I don't want you to think that I'm cheating on you, but I bought all of them. Oh, no, no, I'm... Okay. Would be amazed if you hadn't. So, sorry, baby. I still love you. <laughs> um, I'm looking at them right now. So you've got video game colorways, Jasons from Part Seven, Kid Jason, Uber Jason, and Jason Goes to Hell. There is a 3D colorway of Jason from Part Three. He's got like a perfect formula for the pink that Muscle had. Um. Among other things, they've done Freddy Leatherface, The Shining, Evil Dead. Uh, pretty cool if you like minifigures and Maniac. Um, there are Mad Balls from NECA. There's T-shirts. Uh, I'm sure at some point, uh, Fright Rags teams up with a company that makes like Army Men style figures. I can't remember the name of them off the top of my oh, head. Yeah. Um, I just got an email from them. They're doing, they started with Halloween. They're doing, I got the Night of Living Dead set and a lunchbox. And they got delayed because they're stuck in China. Uh, they're supposed to be out by Halloween and they're delayed. So if like you like army men style figures, I'm guessing it's just a matter of time. Unless there's some sort of merchandising snag that they move to Halloween. Uh, good God. What else has Jason been on? T-shirts, posters, air fresheners, potholders. <laughs> Candles, well, like if you want a religious votive candle with Jason on it, I might know somebody. I, uh, I actually do know somebody that can do that. Um, I know somebody, and she's beautiful. She's a <laughs> beautiful, beautiful angel of a woman. Uh, Funko has made pens, keychains. Uh, God, there's a Friday the 13th dildo. Um, That's just horrifying. Something that doesn't get a lot of attention fright rags to bring them up again did two art prints that were card backs for gi jason oh yeah so they have jason from part four the real american slasher and jason from part seven so he's jason Voorhees and weed wacko mm-hmm. and they're really cool and i think you got them if you got like a t-shirt but they sold them separate briefly if that's something that you wanted um Jason's kind of become like this grant, like Frankenstein, like around Halloween time, he's always getting merchandise. He's always out there. He's like an evergreen property. So, you know, 
one of my favorite uh, Jason figures. I'm actually looking at him right now is the Toonie Terrors Jason. Like, yes, it's it's definitely uh, like not styled after any one Jason. It's just kind of an amalgam of different Mm -hmm. pieces. And I love that. That's usually when I when I draw Jason, that's kind of my go to is to just like pick parts that I like from throughout the franchise. Um, and they kind of did that with this figure. And, and it, it really does look like, I mean, we've talked about Toonie Terrors before. It looks like he stepped out of a Hanna-Barbera cartoon and it just, it's, it's gorgeous. I love this figure so much. Yeah. I've, I've said it before. If you can get your hands on the Scooby-Doo figures that are out, they yeah. fit perfectly. Uh, other things that I forgot to mention, Mezco, a reason I like them so much is they weren't afraid to try different skews as well right. as like different toy styles. They had a like a Hasbro Fisher Price like adventure toy kind of style of just a static pose cartoony for little kids Jason, and they made Jason, Freddy, and Leatherface like the the big three. Mm-hmm. And I specifically remember a point in my life where I was at my favorite toy store at this time, this place in Syracuse called Flying Turtle. And somebody came in and they're like, my son really loves Jason. I don't, he doesn't really watch the movies, but he thinks the hockey mask is cool. And it's really like a toy safe for kids. And I remember it was right in front of me on the pegs. And I was like, here you go. Right here. <laughs> it's like, a, you could do anything with it. He can play with Spider-Man. And she was like, whoa. And it was, it blew her mind. Uh, and right around the same time, they also made three and three quarter scale. Jason. And other guys, I'm not going to mention their names because they're stealing the spotlight, but it was kind of too little too late, but he was in scale with the G.I. Joes. And it was awesome. So you got Jason, his mask, it was like part four Jason sort of, and Mm -hmm. the machete and the axe. And you could finally have that adventure you wanted as a kid of Jason killing G.I. Joes. Um, I did it like as soon as I got it. I had my G.I. Joes out on the floor. I was living alone at the time, but it was bittersweet. It was sort of like, ah, oh, this isn't what I wanted it to be. You know, and then I just didn't finish. I had more fun as a kid making my imagination up with, like, scotch tape on a G.I. Joe's face with some magic marker eyeballs and stuff mm-hmm. um, to make my Jason or any other fix that I did. Um, but, yeah. Jason merchandising. You got Jason the lunchbox. Jason the flamethrower. <laughs> Jason the marital aid. Kids love this one. <laughs> but uh, uh, he's literally everywhere and fun to collect. You know, so, I missed out on a ton of the Mezco uh, horror merchandise because that that was all coming out around a time when I had kind of slowed down on my toy collecting. Yep. And um, I was way too heavy into comic collecting at the time. Um, but it was, uh, so I missed out on a bunch of them, but some of the ones that I did get, uh, specifically from Mezco for my wife are the living dead doll Jason's. Um, Oh yeah. She collected the living dead dolls for a long time. And anytime there was any exclusive, it didn't matter what property it was. If there was an exclusive, I would snag it up for her because worst case scenario, a few years down the line, she would just flip it. And like she actually did that uh, with a few of the figures that, that she was like, I like these, but I don't need them for my collection and ended up like tripling 
the price that I paid for him. So I was like, all right. <laughs> you yeah. Know, I'm happy you know, to see that happen. I kind of miss the days of, I'm sure like you, it's Christmas time. You guys kind of set a budget, like we're each going to spend this much on each other for gifts. Yep. I miss having that go-to of like, I'll just get her a living dead doll. And there goes mm-hmm. a quarter of what I have to spend. <laughs> and it's like, now I actually have to try and think of thoughtful gifts instead of like, look, baby, I got your Beetlejuice says uh, living dead doll. You're welcome. See, we have a great, uh, we, we, we have a great system where we basically just send each other a list on Amazon being like, pick anything from this list and I'll be happy. And then we usually try to figure out something that the other one would really like that they didn't have on the list. So it's like, I'm almost always guaranteed to get a few figures that I want or a few books that I want or movies or whatnot. And then she'll usually find some really cool, like random horror tchotchke that I didn't have in my collection. And I'll usually find some kind of, you know, like weird poster print or art print that I know she'll enjoy. Usually something involving cryptids. Um, But yeah, it's that made it so much easier to just be like, look, (laughs) we're at that age where, Hunting for stuff constantly is is not uh, possible due to time limits. So here's a bunch of stuff I want to buy and haven't bought. <laughs> so yeah, that's pick that's, one of those items. That's what me and my wife are at right now. Except my wife is much more difficult to buy for because she if she wants it, she just buys it. Ah, she doesn't like set this like I want this, get this for me. So I'm always constantly guessing, and. Um, I could probably keep going and because my wife, our biggest fan listens to this, I'll probably say something stupid about buying <laughs> gifts for my wife and get in trouble. So, um, one last piece of Jason merchandise that I don't have, but I really want, um, we mentioned this earlier, but the one twelve collection, Jason, I didn't buy him and I kind of regret not buying him because he looks amazing. I only have I out of all the the 112 collection I have a, a Mr. Spock figure that I got as a gift. Oh. Um one of my coworkers at work he he found a couple of them like super cheap and was just like I know you like toys so here. And I was like holy crap. Like I didn't I mean it would it wasn't something I would have sought out to buy but he said he got it for like 10 bucks. So it's a really nice figure. I'm not much of a Star Trek fan in any way, shape, or form, but it kind of gave me a good idea of what these figures are like. And while I'm not one to spend that much on a action figure um, that I'm just going to display, I I do want that Jason. Like, I'll spend a lot on an action figure that I'm actually going to play around with, like the the Titan-class Transformers. Um, And even then, I I have trouble spending that much. But if I'm going to drop like a hundred bucks, it's going to be something I want to actually play with. You know, it's not going to be something I'm just going to set on a shelf and be like, that looks cool. Unless it's original art. I, uh, the most expensive Jason I've ever gotten is the rebel tech Jason. Mm. And he's awesome, but they're kind of their own thing. Yeah. You know, I have so, a bunch of the rebel tech stuff. Um, if you're not getting all the rebel techs, it's sort of just like its own scale, its own articulation. They're very delicate. Yeah. Um, so it's like, find your pose, leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Some uh, of the earlier Rebel Tech are actually pretty hardy. Like, I have the Optimus Prime and Megatron ones, not to derail from Jason, but no. I have both of those, and they're pretty playable. 
Like I, I used to have like battles on my desk with them when I first got them. Their Godzillas are actually pretty sturdy too. Another thing that is a piece of Jason merchandise, two things NECA put out that kind of get overlooked. They made a dock crystal like accessory playset. Oh yeah. And they made, um, that's, it's an accessory playset actually. It's not two sets. The other, it also came with a boulder and a chain to tie to your part six Jason. Yeah. To make a floating tied to a boulder Jason. Mezco did a mini model set of Tommy and Jason fighting underwater with the rock tied to Jason's neck. That's also very cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's Nancy and Kid Jason popping out of the water is another diorama. Nice. Um, another thing that I'm thinking of, McFarlane made 3D movie posters. Oh, have, I have the Friday the 13th poster hanging on my wall. The thing is awesome. I it's love a, that thing. Great, great set. They kind of like people forget that McFarlane made those, but they look awesome. I never saw those in stores and I wanted to buy. There were so many of my wanted. I wanted the Jaws one. I wanted the Friday the 13th one, um, which I'm going to call it uh, the uh, uh, Rocky Horror. There was yep. a lot of really good ones. And I never saw them in stores. I actually got really lucky uh, with the Friday the 13th poster. And uh, my, my friends over at Dead End Toys, actually, when I was at Parahorror one year, they had it out for, I think it was like 60 bucks. And I kept eyeballing it. Like, all weekend, I kept going back and looking at it. And, I mean, the box is kind of beat up. And um, Erica was just like, all right, you know what? You've been looking at this thing all weekend. She's like, 45. And I'm like, sold. <laughs> I just, I bought it right there. I want to so, say I got mine at Media Play. I, I never um, saw them at Media Play. Like, I wasn't working there when they came out. Media Play or Spencer's? I can't remember where. Because... Didn't they also do a, a Giger one? Yep. Um, yeah. God. Jaws, Alien, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th. The Giger one was actually a, it's an entirely separate thing. It was supposed to be the first of uh, an entire, an entirely separate series of Giger pieces. That's right. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. And there were uh, you can still you have to dig around to find them, but you can find a few images. Uh, they posted teaser images of what was supposed to be like a four-piece connectable Giger diorama. That's uh, right. That okay. never never happened uh, because apparently uh, I don't I don't know if it was I talked to one of the sculptors involved in the project, uh, but apparently it was an issue of uh, either Giger or the Giger estate were so difficult to work with through uh, the piece of Lee two that they completely scrapped any other projects. Gotcha. Uh, which is doubly sad because now you, like you, there weren't even any full images of what the next pieces were going to be like they were sculpted, but not photographed. Yeah. We'll never know, man. I'm looking at these 3d posters right now and these are all nice. Like every single one of them, the RoboCop one, the alien one, the Godfather one, Rocky, like they're all just really cool looking. Yeah, Ugh, I would have I would have loved to buy these when they were at retail. Um, you know, we could probably fill five hours of just Jason merchandise talk. There's sideshow statues. There's busts. 
a thousand Halloween masks. There's God knows what's coming out of Japan that we can't even fathom that we'll never know. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's Jason merchandise, like the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. Um, it's coming out and it's awesome. So if you guys kind of just want to look, type in Jason into eBay and see what's out there. And Halloween's coming. I guarantee you Walgreens, Walmart, Target, all the big players are going to be getting candy dishes, creepy walking plush toys. I'm sure Hallmark's got an ornament somewhere. It's all coming. So, uh, yeah, that's coming out. Uh, we are going to have a quick word from Camp Warm Sunshine. The newest, latest, greatest camp out of New Jersey that wants you to send your kids to a safe, warm place where they can kind of grow up and become young adults and have a good summer. So sit back, relax. We will be right back and we will continue the show. Um, I should probably answer some questions that we often get asked about Camp Fudgy Bottoms. Hello, sir. Is your camp safe for dangerous mongoloids who can't swim? Yes. Our horny staff is paying attention to the best of our abilities. What's your policy on cartoonishly large crockpots of 8 feet or more to boil corn? The answer to that question is yes. New Jersey? Really? New Jersey. Yes, you jabroni. New Jersey was voted the 48th greatest state in the Union. Take that, Florida. And the final and often most asked question is, what's your Corey Feldman policy? To answer that question, I have to say, Corey Feldman is welcome to water ski at our camp anytime he wants. We're back from our lovely camp commercial. And this isn't toy related, but because there hasn't been a movie in so long, I often kind of wish list fan make my own Friday the 13th movie in my head. And something that I always feel like would be a problem with Friday the 13th is if you overthink it and make it too complicated, it would stop being good. So it's like, how do you refresh it? Make it new, but don't overcomplicate it to the point where it's full of subtext and you still need dumb teenagers getting killed and -hmm. you can't change the formula too much, which is kind of the problem with the remake is they try to make it too interesting, when in reality, all you need is cannon fodder, some good kills, and just enough story where you're like, that's that's awesome. It's sort of like a Godzilla movie, in that like nobody cares about the story. They want to see Godzilla fight another monster. Um, so, guys, you can make your own Friday the 13th sequel. What would you make? Would you have a standalone thing that kind of just loosely ties in would you make a true part nine or part 11 or whatever would you remake it to this or did you make a sequel to the remake what would you do um actually i had uh, i had a lot of high hopes for the sequel to the remake that was originally planned and never came out like i know it didn't get much past the early scripting stages 
But the little bits of info that were leaked had me really excited. And it's something I still wish to this day had have happened. Um, I really did like the remake quite a bit. And, and I kind of liked the fact that they gave a little bit more to the fodder than, than the usual just like, hey, random jock, number one, horny guy, bitchy teen. Like, I, I liked that they still had the stereotypes, but, you know, there was a little bit more substance to the characters. The thing that I, I don't know if you guys had heard about this, but the thing that was originally planned was going to be, um, you know, how some people like to go uh, camping in the winter. You yes. know, like it was supposed to be a family, like an extended family, like aunts and uncles, like picture like Home Alone, um, you know, like the whole big family renting a series of cabins for like in the winter for like a Christmas get together. And Jason was going to hunt them down one by one and kill them. Now, there's two things about this that I really liked. Number one, it isn't just the I don't care about that character faceless fodder. It's it's a completely different dynamic. It's holy crap. This is a family. So that kind of, in my opinion, makes the stakes a little bit higher for the fodder. And then number two, the idea of Jason in a friggin blizzard is terrifying to me yes. because it's like the elements are working against you and he's just this unstoppable juggernaut that could care less about the snow. Like, I love that concept so much. And um, David Hartman, one of one of my my favorite horror artists, did this amazing Jason in the snow drawing around the time that that came out. And it just it it blew my imagination open. Like I could not wait for this film, and then it got canned. So that's if I had to pick just one, that would be the thing I want to see happen. Would you bring uh, Kane Harder back? Oh, oh God, definitely. He's still my favorite Jason. Not that Derek Mears did bad. I think Derek Mears was was a great Jason, and um, even Kane Hodder was like, yeah, no, he he killed it. But I, Kane Hodder is still my favorite Jason. Yeah, and I think you would need his uh, uh, hulking presence in the snow. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know if, I mean, he's 66 years old. Like, does he have it in him still? Mm, that's a good point. <laughs> I wonder. Um, I think he does. I give it to him. I mean, I think like Ron Perlman did Hellboy and he was pretty damn old. I would give him the option to say no. Right. And then if Kane Hodder isn't interested, Derek Mears. Because um, I think Derek Mears is the second best Jason. He did a, a great, great job. Totally agree. I, I always kind of like, I bring this up because I was just thinking about it when I was driving the other day. Um, give Jason a little bit of character. Just enough where I could relate to him a little bit more and I would make him um, a little more sympathetic than he was normally. Um, and I'd bring it back to camp. Although I think if I had to pick between the two ideas, I want Jason in the wintertime. Mm -hmm. um, but I always thought it'd be cool if Jason kind of came to the rescue of a kid being picked on by kids who clearly had it coming. And by kids, I mean, this could be teenagers, obviously, or like, you know, the 25 year olds at camp, um, like a kid like with a facial deformity. And mm -hmm. I'm not saying like wonder, but like a hair lip or take your pick. Yeah. Some kids like crossing that line where it's like 
Jason's normally going to kill you if you're a teenager having sex or doing drugs, but like he's going to make an exception because this kid is going through the same thing he went through when he was at camp and then have that kind of become the pit or whatever, where there's a relationship between this kid who has something wrong and Jason and how he manipulates Jason or vice versa to kind of get revenge on the kids at camp who are picking on him and making life hell for him. And you kind of get to see a little bit more of Jason because Jason's standing up for this kid who has whatever is wrong with him. Take your pick a stutter. He's deaf. He's chubby. He's got an arm growing out of his head, whatever. Um, and that weird bond that maybe they would get like as much as you could do with a character who doesn't talk. Um, just enough, not too much, because you still need all the characters with like their singular motivation that all the fodder characters have. Like, I'm the girl who's going to get sexy and hook up with that guy finally. And like, I'm the nerd who's finally going to have sex. And, you know, like they're all that like single motivation. It's like, do they accomplish their goal? No, they get killed. <laughs> so it's like, I always like that. Like, what can they do that they haven't done yet? Um. But I also like it being at the camp setting for whatever yeah. reason. Or like a house by the lake, whatever. You know, it doesn't have to go into outer space for me to enjoy it. Um, I've always like you got to have that scene of somebody skinny dipping in the lake that's clearly way too cold for skinny dipping. And the lake right. always looks gross. So you have to question what they're thinking. Yep. You know, there's always like a tire and some syringes. You're going <laughs> to get infections. Yeah, it's like. What are you doing? But, you know, it's a, it's a Friday 13th movie. So they're like, I'm going to take my clothes off and jump into the water. And you always get the actor like losing their breath the minute they hit the water. But they're trying really hard to give a good performance. And it's hilarious. And uh, <laughs> bring all those things back. And I think I'd have a scene with all of the surviving actors who have played Jason in a room together. Right, Vincent? <laughs> um, so, like, if. Kane Hodder isn't back as Jason if he's like, I can't put that makeup on anymore. Maybe he works at the local diner that the characters stop at before they go to camp. Right. Whereas, like, everybody sitting at the booth or at the, the counter is, you know, Derek Mears, Kane Hodder, CJ Graham. Just a funny, like, wink. Actually, um, we kind of forgot about CJ Graham. Not only is he still, like, bulked as hell, but uh, he just played Jason in a fan film recently. He's pretty cool. I would also have a scene where Stu Colonel comes back and gets killed finally. <laughs> or just have him be this running gag that Jason's constantly trying to kill him and he misses. <laughs> like, you know, Jason gets like the dart gun. Mm-hmm. Gonna kill him through the window and Stu Colonel like, oh, I got to tie my shoes and ducks down. Just a running <laughs> gag that Jason cannot kill him. Jason holds up his fist. Ooh. Yeah, like, oh, I'll get you. <laughs> Or he's about to, and then there's, like, two kids are like, let's go have sex behind this dumpster. And Jason's like, ah, come on! <laughs> Every time. And then he has to, like, let's do Colonel go again and go kill, you know, crushes two teens' heads together in a dumpster. Um, and then you could also have, like, all the Versus movies we never got. Um, oh, yeah. Because you're never going to have Ash versus Freddy versus Jason. No. Although the, the comic was pretty badass. Yeah, um, I think we're going to have to live with the comic. Um, and as much you as know what like, I want to see, I want to see something completely off the beaten path. 
I want to see like a Jason series where the basis of it is like Mrs. Voorhees running a dating show to fix up her <laughs> eligible bachelor son. I had an idea a these, long time like, ago. Hot girls have no idea that they're literally just being set up to be killed. <laughs> I you hope think he it gives be... me the rose. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, he's like standing it... in the shadows with a machete. Do you think it would be a funny idea if it was a hospital show? Where at the end of every, like, it's like, how did, like a, a CSL, like, how did this man die? This man has been folded up like an accordion. What happened? And the gag is every episode, it's always Jason killed them. So it's like oh. 60 minutes of like all this crazy medical stuff and like forensic science. And it's like, yeah, uh, so he got the corkscrew jammed through his hand and jammed through his eye from Jason. And it's like oh, Crystal Lake Hospital. <laughs> see my my head went a completely different direction with that for some reason i was picturing like like dr Borges md and it's basically you know like a play on dr house where it's like a cranky jason using his machete as a walking cane <laughs> and everybody like comes to him for their like huge medical problem like dr Voorhees. We can't figure out why this man can't stop internally bleeding. And then he'll just like turn and repeatedly stab the person bringing the problem to him. <laughs> his That's cure for everything fuck is, away. Yep. His cure for everything is amputation. Dr. Borges, this man had a heart attack. How can we save him? Kill him again? <laughs> Cut his heart out. Uh, like, I just, I just picture him like sort of shrugging and holding something up to them. And be like, hmm? <laughs> he never actually talks. Fish hook. <laughs> I um, I wrote a stupid fan thing a long time ago, where I I wrote like <sighs> Monster Squad two, and they meet Jason and Freddy and Michael Myers and all that, and then I had um, Chuck Norris versus Jason, where <laughs> it's a sequel to Sidekicks, where. Jason kills Jonathan Brandis, which then sets Chuck Norris off, and then it's Chuck Norris versus Jason. Because I thought, like, what a like only in the '90s would you get something that stupid. Um, I think I wrote like 30 pages of the script, quotation marks, of Jason. Not yeah, Jason fighting Chuck Norris, and I just thought, like, how <laughs> how cool that would be. But looking back, it would probably not looked on at the. Uh, with the fondest eyes. I think a lot of people would be like, yeah, that was a low part in the series <laughs> where Jason falls down a well after a roundhouse kick from Chuck Norris, because there's no way Chuck Norris wouldn't win. And then it would be stupid. Right. Um, oh God, I'm picturing it now. Like he kicks souls out of Jason and then he falls down a hole and explodes or something stupid. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted Jason to kill Jason Brandon or uh, Jonathan Brandis for whatever reason. Uh, rest in peace. You you were my favorite part of Sequest, Jonathan Brandis. Um, yeah. So that's going to kind of wrap up our long, long love letter to Jason. And we are going to have one last message from Camp Stabby Face, the camp that's coming to town if you live in New Jersey. I think we might have 
a fan or one in New Jersey that might have kids and they want to get rid of them for the summer, that's when you send them to summer camp. You get a few weeks off, get rid of your kids. It's great. But also, you know, like some of your fondest memories are made at summer camp. Your first kiss, um, whatever else you do at camp. <laughs> you learn archery. You learn to swim. Yeah. You know what you do? You stick your dick in you it. Stick your dick in it. That's right. <laughs> you learn to cook with butter, y'all. <laughs> um, and then of, you learn to stick your dick in that. Yeah. <laughs> all kinds of great things. So we are going to have a word from our sponsor. We will be right back, and then we're going to wrap up the show. I am sorry to report that due to some unforeseen accidents involving a meat cleaver, a sippy cup, lawn darts, eight plastic forks, a wood chipper, and someone's head being jammed entirely inside a VCR, we are unable to open Camp Stabby Face this Saturday the 14th. If you would like a refund, please come to my office, and I have a stack of Applebee's free appetizer coupons for you. And again, I am sorry about this accident. Any reports about a seven-foot-tall weirdo wearing a hockey mask are entirely related to the other summer camps down the road from us that have nothing to do with us. Again, thank you for your time and your patronage. Camp safely. All right. So this week wasn't even close. Snake Mountain just destroyed the competition, as we predicted. Um. Let me take a look at the numbers quick. I'm sure Susie will be very happy because she kind of she picked a winner. Count Creepyhead, Saturday Morning Monster Mesh. We have six votes for Snake Mountain, three votes for Ed 260, two votes for Cygor, and I haven't voted yet, so I am going to vote for Cygor 2. Sagor 2 has three votes, and the Awesome Arm has two. So, congratulations, Susie. Snake Mountain won in a landslide. And because it's the 13th, I challenge you guys to nominate Friday the 13th or Friday the 13th style toys. Can you do it? Oh. I think I can. I think I can. Mike, do you need a minute? I'll pick you last. Yeah, I'm trying to. Oh, go ahead, Mike. I was going to say, I don't know if I want to just pick a a Jason figure that we talked about (laughs) or if I want to try to think of something that is Jason like. That was Dr. Mew. Dr. Mew is like, I got to pick. Look at this cat turd. That sounds a lot like Dr. Mew, actually. All right, I'll start. I'm going to take the obvious choice here. The hockey mask that every kid got at Halloween. That's my pick. Just like the Freddy glove, I'm going to pick the hockey mask. I think that is an excellent pick. Uh, I I know what I want to nominate. I'm looking for the exact uh, title of it. Or name of it, rather. Uh, there we go. Found it. Uh, I am going to nominate the uh, Mezco Cinema of Fear Friday the 13th, the final chapter screen grab set of 
Jason coming out of the water into the canoe. That's awesome. Oh, that's a good Oof. one. Damn. That's, that is a real good one. That, like, like low-key might be the best Jason thing ever. I know I said NECA, but that thing is great. Yeah, as soon as as soon as you said Friday the Thirteenth based nomination, my brain immediately pictured that, and I was like, "What? I know it's Cinema of Fear. I don't know exactly what though." Those two Cinema of Fear sets, uh, Tommy and Jason, and um, Jason coming out of the water at the canoe are just so great. Yeah, uh, something something about the canoe one just just always stuck in my brain is very iconic. Mike, what about you? You think of something? Well, uh, I'm I'm just going to go with, with a Jason figure. I'm not going to go with my favorite, but I'm going to go with the, uh, I think it was NECA, the 18-inch Part 7 Jason. Oh, man, that's another great one. That one is is definitely up there as far as my favorite Jason toys go. Uh, I had that displayed in my living room for a very, very long time and uh, kind of put it away when uh, Jess was pregnant, and I'm like, ah, I don't want this falling on a toddler. So, <laughs> Yeah, I am lucky in that none of my 18-inches have broken. Yeah, none of mine either. And and uh, But yeah, that is definitely one of my favorites. Those are two, These are three great choices. I thought I was like, aha, I'm going to get him with the best choice, but no, uh, this is going to be a really, really close call. I almost picked Toonie Terrors because that probably is my favorite Jason toy that I own. I was going to pick Dark Lot, but I don't think anybody would vote for it. Well, I I had a different figure in mind originally. Um, I wasn't thinking Jason, so I'll save that for next week. But I have kind of a, I don't want to say an odd pick, but one that I know you guys are going to love and I think some of our listeners will like. Hey, you're... Your choices come very close a lot, like your Riders of Stick set mm-hmm. and the uh, Star Yars set, so you never know, See, man. I-, I keep wanting to nominate something, but uh, it's it's not possible because it is only a piece of something. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just I'm just gonna go ahead and give it away since I will never actually nominate it. I, I am I am consistently tempted to nominate just the puppet. From the fright zone. <laughs> Why not? Just just that dumb dragon snake puppet thing. I love that thing. Mine is split in half. Mine is like slowly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mine's uh, teeth wore through. Yeah, mine's like a broken condom. <laughs> All right, guys. It's a wrap. We will see you next week with another amazing episode thank you for listening this is mike saying he's going to put it in his computer tap tap tappy tap 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 yep you're a dead
<laughs> Count, I've never followed you before. I haven't the time for it. No, Count, not even you will remember that you spelt Creepyhead with a K to avoid being sued by Play-Doh. Count, Facebook and Instagram likes please you, so grant me my friend request. And if you do not listen, to hell with you!